0: Hey guys welcome <laughs> back to another episode of ghosties my name is natalie and i'm macy
1: this week we have a topic that was suggested by one of you shout out to Sari, i think i'm not sure i'm sorry i don't know how to say your name but i enjoy your comments <laughs> all the time but we wanted to dive into an australian haunting and quite possibly one of the most haunted places on the continent actually the old prison at port arthur in tasmania Ooh. really spooky place it's a historic site and now hosts tourists from all around the world all year round just something about a prison mm-hmm. haunting it just makes sense and it's really super dark and always interesting to me
0: i was gonna say just like kind of sad i don't know if australian prison is as dark as american prison cause... well this is an
1: old australian this is like colonies prison
0: okay well i was about to say because i feel like other i've heard other countries like not to get political but other countries like have like they believe in rehabilitation and i feel like america is just kind of like punishment so like i don't know like whenever i think prison i think oh god like so dark and despair and sadness and so like the haunting is just Mm -hmm. like
1: (gasps) we'll get into it a little bit um they tried the idea was there for for rehabilitation reformation Hmm. i think (laughs) they missed their mark just a tad Hmm. but anyway we'll get into it because it's an interesting history But we really appreciate any suggestion that we have. I think we said it last episode, we have a five month long list at this point, maybe six at this point, actually. Mm -hmm. And every suggestion given to us is added to the list. So send us your haunted locations or spooky beings, whatever you want to talk about, we want want to talk about too, basically. Yes. So you can comment on YouTube, DM us on Instagram, let us know in the Q&A on Spotify email us if you want to send us your personal stories while you're at it yep um, but yeah
0: those episodes are really fun and we're about to do another one mm-hmm. so um send them
1: yes please uh ghostiespod at gmail.com let's get into it our tea today is another bigelow tea still working through our little seasonal box it's called ginger snappish
0: i am interested all right let's try it No offense to Miss Bigelow, but that tea, to me, this is my opinion. It's my opinion. <laughs> this tea tastes like what I assume a dog's bark tastes like. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I d- it's okay. It's very, it's very canine. It, it's
1: it's gingerly.
0: And lemony. I was expecting like a gingerbread man or gingerbread house. No, it's more like (laughs)
1: what I got was dog. It's more like lemon and ginger flavored. I'm not a big fan of ginger, honestly. It's drinkable for me. I probably won't try it again.
0: I will be parched for the next hour, but...
1: But if you're into lemon and ginger combination flavor, (laughs) definitely give it a try if you dare.
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually... Try it. Try it. Let me know what you think. Please go out to your local store, buy this tea, and then let me know.
1: So as we mentioned in the intro, Port Arthur is said to be one of the most, if not the most, haunted locations in all of Australia. It has a pretty dark history and tons of sightings dating back to the late 1800s. It played a significant role in the development or colonization, really, of Tasmania. And we'll start with a little backstory of how it came to be. In the late 1700s, after Britain could no longer send its prisoners to the Americas, it decided that Australia was the next best thing, and that's exactly what it did. Port Arthur, which was named after Governor George Arthur, was originally established in 1830 as a timber station for British government projects. But in 1833, it became the place where Britain would send its repeat offenders in the Australian colonies. Crimes would happen in Britain and they'd send them to prisons in Australia. And then once they got out of those prisons, if they offended again, they would get sent to Port Arthur.
0: Interesting.
1: It was known as an inescapable prison okay. because it sits on a peninsula and the only way out is either through shark-infested waters or on a small strip of land that was guarded by soldiers, guards, and, and dogs. So I think maybe one or two people ever escaped. Whoa. Maybe.
0: That seems so like tale prison, like shark-infested waters.
1: Almost yeah. like evil villain like yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) i I said
0: fairy tale but i meant like story like yeah yeah.
1: though the prison had its share of violent criminals the majority of the prisoners at port arthur were lower level offenders Hmm. they were sent there for an array of things ranging from something as small as petty theft to murder but mostly petty petty theft
0: and they got shipped off just for taking a couple things yes it was really sad if we did that today i know several girls (laughs)
1: to australia (laughs) no it it was actually really sad so like people would steal bread because they were hungry and like sorry now you got to leave your home your family every everything you know and go off to this new land basically they had um like overpopulation i think in britain in their prisons so they were just looking for anywhere to send them i read that about 20 percent of the population was actually women And there were also some children. In the prison? Yes. Children? Children. But most of them, most of the children that lived on the island were sent with their families, like with their parents. Like if they, the husband went to jail, like the kid would come along.
0: That's kind of sad. But But, I
1: mean. That's what it seemed like in the readings. Though There are, however, documented cases of boys as young as nine being sent to Port Arthur for crimes. What could a nine-year-old do? There was one story of a, of a nine-year-old boy who stole a toy, like, under the instruction of an adult, hmm. said, hey, kid, go in there and steal this, and they got caught and sent <gasps> to prison. Prison? Prison for a nine-year-old.
0: That's really sad.
1: Most of the people who were transported to Port Arthur never returned to Britain again, too. So hmm. they, majority of them had to stay in this land that
0: was not their home. That was not their home, yeah. That's so tragic. No wonder it's haunted. I'd haunt it, too. In
1: 1834, they opened Point purer which was a separate place for juveniles up the road um, away from the jail. I think it was actually off. um, Like, you had to go by boat to it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It was the first juvenile detention center of its kind in all of Britain, like, all of their colonies and everything, which is a little terrifying to think about. Just these kids were always thrust in adult prisons, yeah, even for, like, minor crimes, like stealing a loaf of bread for their family
0: it's inconceivable because like you think about the type of people that go to prison like for the like the people that actually did like horrible crimes against like other violent people, crime yeah and then you're throwing in a kid just like huh, good luck
1: yeah and i don't know if maybe they had some kind of separation between like, like violent, violent, it. no not daycare like violent criminals versus lower criminals like they kind of do in american prisons now mm-hmm. but i don't know either way it's really sad unsettling yes but Point Pure was closed down in 1849 when the British government decided that they would just keep all their child prisoners in Britain so they didn't have to leave their whole lives. I said this before Port Arthur was kind of um, different in its methods um, or its goals, really, and including Point Pure, the goal, main goal was Reformation. And they put an emphasis on discipline, religious and moral instruction, and trade training and education. Okay. They kept the t- the timber station running uh, on Port Arthur, but at the time, all the labor was done by the convicts. So they would go there and they would learn new skills, basically. Okay. Um, it was still really hard work, though. Oh, I'm sure. They had a coal mine and a granary that they put the convicts to work into. It was it, it was just really hard labor on them, just day in and day out. Some of it a bit too much, really, in the, such rough conditions, and sometimes if they were being punished in chains. So they were like working the timber station in heavy leg irons.
0: Yeah. Oh my God.
1: The timber station grew and and soon enough they began shipbuilding at Port Arthur as well, among many, many other trades like making shoes, clothing, furniture, flour, coal, masonry, construction, etc. Mm-hmm. It went on. Um they were producing goods, essentially making Port Arthur self-sustainable. But one good thing for the convicts, if we can find a silver lining. Yeah is that they were able to learn valuable skills for an array of trades in jail that they wouldn't really have been able to learn elsewhere. So they would go into jail, spend however long working really hard labor, but they'd learn a trade that they could then leave prison and go make a living okay. for themselves and their families.
0: I guess if we want to pick out the one the one positive one thing. Yeah.
1: Another important note to make about punishment in Port Arthur was the fact that they were one of the first to use psychological punishment in the form of (gasps) silence and solitary confinement.
0: Oh my god. Sometimes
1: in dark cells of the coal mines.
0: That is just so cruel.
1: There were already so many convicts that were there mentally unwell to begin with, and they were punished in this manner, and that eventually led to the building of an asylum, actually, in the prison system, to house those that went mad and were no longer capable of being part of the regular prison population.
0: And have strong feelings about asylums in the past. This one wasn't
1: as bad. But just uh, the lack
0: of knowledge and what they thought was helping was just harmful and sad. And when I think about like any type of mental institution back then, it just makes me sad.
1: I got a, I have a small section on the asylum and we'll get into it a little more. They weren't as bad as what you were thinking. Okay. Or so says the publications. I don't know. It could be propaganda. I don't know. But along with solitary confinement and hard labor, they were also punished with lashings uh, for even the most minor offenses, like swearing.
0: Oh my god. Yeah.
1: It was a very populated area that consisted of not only prisoners, but the people tasked to run it along with their families. By 1840, just seven years after it was established as a penal colony, over 2,000 people lived at Port Arthur. The prison was only in operation for a little over 40 years before industry began to slow and it was shut down for good. The last group of convicts arrived in Tasmania to, for Port Arthur in 1853, and by 1870, it went from housing over 3,000 inmates to only having a few hundred convicts remaining. It was mostly just those that were elderly or meant too mentally unstable to be transported or released. And in 1877, when the prison finally closed its doors, there were only 167 residents remaining.
0: Oh, okay. So where did they go?
1: They were shipped off to other prisons oh, okay. or um, like invalid prisons. Homes yeah, they and weren't just released. Like that. Yeah, well, unless they could be. Okay. Yeah, most of them were sent to other locations. Mm-hmm. After the closing of the prison, the property fell into disarray and was sectioned off and sold. And because of its dark history, many didn't feel the preservation of the penal colony was necessary. So most of the buildings were torn down, and a couple of large fires in eighteen ninety five and eighteen ninety seven burned through many of the structures. The dark stories of Port Arthur prisoners and ghostly tales brought popularity to the remaining ruins. Though. There were actually a couple or a few books written from the perspective of, of a tasmanian prisoner that gained quite a bit of popularity so people were really interested in seeing where some of these prisoners were actually held yeah by 1927 tourism had grown to the point where the scenery preservation board was established to take the management of Port arthur out of the hands of the locals and by 1970 the National Parks and Wildlife Service began managing the site. Port Arthur is one of Australia's most visited historical sites, receiving over 250,000 visitors each year. Now, that's insane. I'd
0: never heard of it. Never? That's crazy. That's it's like such a prominent thing. Did you hear about it before?
1: Um, no, I don't think so.
0: That's interesting. Now I'm kind of intrigued.
1: It is a very interesting place. I would love if I travel to Australia, this is definitely on my list.
0: I have always wanted to go to Australia. Until I had a professor in college that uh talked about wanting to move there, and then he like people were asking him like, "Oh, aren't you afraid of this and like spiders and snakes and things like that?" And oh, so yeah, I was like, oh, "Never mind, yeah, <laughs> never mind."
1: Some of the videos I see of bugs in Australia just
0: I can't do it. I I couldn't do it. They're just large. Yeah, I don't know. It, oh, it's it's a beautiful place, but. I don't think I'd visit. I'm too,
1: dollies. yeah, I'm too. Or the kangaroos weird. sitting and waiting in like- In the water? Bodies of water. That is some ominous-
0: I also feel like
1: we might, that might be the only perspective we have because we're <laughs> just d- kangaroos dumb Americans. and bugs. Yeah.
0: So it's probably no. much more than that. I mean, they have Courtney Act.
1: Do you know who Courtney Act is? No, unfortunately. Oh. Well, Drag? Yes. I, I figured.
0: <laughs> if you're from Australia, you probably know who Courtney Act is. But
1: anyways, get back to the story. <laughs> Well, something else i'd like to mention is that in 1996 it unfortunately became the site of a very tragic event we won't dive too much into this because we're not a true crime channel and this is just really sad but there was a mass shooting that took the lives of 35 people in total and wounded a couple dozen more and it was a horrific moment in australian history um it prompted a lot of change for the better and um just know that the culprit was captured and convicted to 35 life sentences plus 1,035 years without parole. So he is away forever. We won't even say his name because he doesn't deserve it. No main takeaway though, is that the prisoners at Port Arthur lived extremely difficult lives and were worked and punished under very harsh conditions. There was a lot of suffering at Port Arthur for many years. And if you take into account the fact that many of the prisoners were mere victims of circumstance, some just poor with Mm -hmm. no other means of getting food or sustenance that they were caught stealing for. And they were forced to be shipped away to an unknown land far away from their homes, never to return again to see their families and friends. You get a real understanding of why this, there could just be so many spirits haunting the grounds. So yes. Yeah, so this much, historic site.
0: So much energy, so much like trauma Yeah, that just stays there.
1: And even if it's not like active hauntings, the residual energy of mm-hmm. it must just be heavy.
0: Yeah. You can always tell when you walk into a place doing something like, where something bad took place, Mm -hmm. you can just feel the, like, the heaviness.
1: And that happens here a lot. Mm -hmm. But we'll dive into the hauntings, the good stuff here.
0: If you want to call it that.
1: Well, the meat of ghosties. (laughs) (laughs) There is no shortage of people telling their stories of encounters with the otherworldly on these grounds. I found a quote that said, Tasmania has more ghosts per square kilometer than any other state in Australia, and Port Arthur is one of its most haunted places. Probably because it's dark history and the trauma endured by just thousands of convicts here. Sightings of ghosts in Port Arthur began in the 1870s. I read in one article that there is a, apparently a Port Arthur's Unusual Occurrence Registry. What I couldn't find it online anywhere, so maybe it's just something they've gotten their own database. Mm-hmm. But it's a registry that holds stories in great detail of sightings throughout Port Arthur. Many of the reports, like exact copies of each other decades apart by people who don't know each other so they are seeing the same thing yeah which is telling mm-hmm. there are ghost tours held every evening on the grounds and on the last saturday of each month an extra ghost tour operates called the port arthur paranormal investigation tour those are those who are after more than just stories can yeah. join in and help the site record ghostly data with the spirit sensing equipment
0: but honestly like after the galveston thing that we did the like the the tour hmm i've always been like scared but that was like really interesting and really like we could i don't know it was like it also wasn't at night that too and like but i would want to do it like i would want to go to these little like things in the daytime i would i want to go at night
1: i want to go on a ghost tour in every city i visit from here on out yes 100 percent. especially
0: new orleans we're gonna do an episode on that i want to go before we do an episode on that but i don't know i don't think i can swing that possible
1: i'm going to new york in march maybe i'll find a ghost a ghost in new york suggestions down below in the comments
0: Ooh, there's probably a hotel or something that's haunted oh i'm or sure new york's cool. got some history or like a theater, oh, theater. Yes. yes
1: that would be fun but in general back to port arthur there are a lot of shadow figures on the grounds and many sightings of kids said the haunt port arthur
0: yeah
1: footsteps are heard walking through the grounds at night there are kids mm-hmm. seen running around and playing on the grounds before disappearing and some guests claim to see them run towards them and run straight <gasps> through their bodies and just disappear onto the other side
0: No, thank you. I know. No, thank you. I
1: even saw a photo, and we'll put it up here, God willing, that someone took while walking the grounds. And you can see in the window, it looks like a small child staring out of the window. It is haunting. It's a good one. It's really eerie. But we'll put it on the video and we'll put it on Instagram. Speaking of kids, Point Purer, the juvenile prison, has to have a quick mention here. It's estimated that about 3,000 young boys were sent here and they endured very similar punishments to their adult counterparts. While it was meant to house boys aged 14 to 17, there are records of boys as young as nine being sent here. Nothing remains of the prison today, um, except for the spirits of the young boys.
0: Uh, was it just boys?
1: I believe so. Okay. People constantly report the sounds of children's voices on the island, crying out in pain or screaming <gasps> for help sometimes. But when people make their way to the ruins, there's no one there.
0: That's obviously. so sad.
1: Yeah. So there is a jetty dock that led to Point Purer. That has a dark story linked to it as well. In 1840, there was a young soldier named Private Robert Young who accompanied a doctor in the middle of the night to go see a sick boy. He stayed by the boat but fell into the dark waters and they were unable to save him. There are reports that the people with him that night could see dark spirits pulling him into the water. (gasps) And that is why they were unable to successfully rescue him. Some say he still treks about the jetty and you see him, you can see him walking about still in his soldier's uniform.
0: I do not like that. Really creepy. Yeah.
1: The dark spirits under the water? Uh Uh-huh. So the guard tower overlooking the property is said to hold some spooky spirits as well. There have been accounts of moans echoing through the tower and apparitions of soldiers in red uniforms, marching in and around the tower at night. One visitor reported having their arm grabbed as they passed by. There's There's lots of grabbing here, too. Lots of touching. I told you that the convicts were given labor jobs that included construction... Well, the commandant's house is one of the first buildings built by the prisoners. The commandant, in case you didn't know, was a kind of like a warden for our prisons here. So I assumed he was just the one in charge. Mm -hmm. There were 10 commandants and their families that lived in the house on the grounds in Port Arthur. And there are plenty of spooky happenings in the home. One room contains a rocking chair that is often seen rocking back and forth as if there's someone sitting in it when nobody's in the room. I love a rocking chair, but I won't have one. Side note for me, I saw a video the other day. I don't remember who it was. If I can find it, I'll link it somewhere. It was a rocking chair that was rocking back and forth. And he said, not all rocking chairs are haunted, but all hauntings have rocking chairs or something like that. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh.
0: That makes sense. Uh Uh-huh. I I could not agree more. I love, like, I love a good rocking chair, but I will never have one. I just can't.
1: Because the idea, the thought of seeing it. Yeah, no thanks. There was one experience that I read from someone who went on a paranormal investigation tour. And this house was the only place that their EMF flickered to life. They asked the presumed spirit some questions to indicate who it could be. And they surmised that it was one of the previous commandants named, um, I think his name was Booth. Booth.
0: Booth? Like the last name was Booth? Yes.
1: Oh, okay. Their tour guide told them that there was a commandant that supposedly passed away in the room that they received the readings from too. And many years ago, there was a psychic who visited that very house and described in great detail a man in the bedroom who was uh, like a very fair man in life, but died a painful death. And she said he stood um, crying at the window overlooking the settlement.
0: That's so sad.
1: So the old church ruins still remain on the grounds and there's plenty to say about this location. I knew it. You said church. I knew it. (laughs) First, it is absolutely beautiful if you look I'm at sure. pictures we will post pictures that of that as well and it was also built by the convicts the roof and inner of the building are no longer in existence due to the fires but the brick is still fairly well preserved this building had a very dark start to it i'm sure a prisoner named william riley was originally jailed at 14 years old for minor crimes he was described as inoffensive and orderly but that reputation didn't last long as he stayed at port arthur I think just being in and out of the system really messed him up.
0: Yeah, it can it can change you.
1: Yeah. He steadily became more disobedient and he began to drink. He was released from jail several times and essentially was a drunk and fined many times for disorderly conduct and eventually made his way back to Port Arthur for attempted murder. <gasps> he began working on the construction of the church. He was out building with several other prisoners um, when he suddenly took up his pickaxe and hit a fellow inmate named Joseph Shuttleworth over the head three times. Just violently. Oh my God. After the third blow, um, he could see Joseph was down for good. He threw down his weapon and stated calmly, I am satisfied. <gasps> he refused oh. to speak at his trial and was eventually hanged for his crimes at only 28 years old.
0: Okay. Um, satisfied?
1: Yeah. And that's all he said about the crime. He wouldn't talk about it anymore. What did you say the guy did to him? Do we know? No. Or he just did it? He just did it. No one knows if he was taunting him or anything before. It seemed like they were just working and he was just like, turned and just started going at him. (gasps) Uh Uh-uh. Yeah. Okay. Today, you can see spirits roaming throughout and people have reported seeing strange figures up in the bell tower, though there are no stairs or even a floor that leads up to the tower because of the fires. And even though the bells no longer reside there, you can still hear faint ringing on quiet nights That's creepy
0: creepy reminds me of uh the pretty little liars built <laughs>
1: oh my god i'm rewatching that for like the ninth time please watch the office i will please I will. I will. (laughs) One of the most haunted buildings on the grounds is the Parsonage. This is where the Reverend and their family would live while working at the prison. There are unexplained lights coming from the building at night, disembodied footsteps heard throughout the house, doors closing, and uh, a community of spirits seen by many. The most notable supposed spirit is that of Reverend George Eastman. Why him? Because of his tragic end. Okay. He lived in the parsonage for 15 years with his wife and children, but when he went to the aid of a dying convict one rainy night in 1870, he fell ill and passed away in his bed two days later. The story from here gets a little disturbing. Just warning. It is said that after he passed, his coffin and body were lowered out of the window when the ropes broke and the coffin broke open, spilling (gasps) his remains out into the lane.
0: Oh my god, that is disturbing so disturbing but i've seen videos like that before
1: oh of them like pranking people that i've <gasps> seen a real no. one i've seen a real one that's so bad it's horrible but this could be why reverend eastman is haunting it he had a tragic end of life yeah that's really awful sightings of this ghostly figure began almost immediately after his family left their home so after the eastman family moved out Reverend Hayward, his wife, and their six children moved in. The family were haunted by moving chairs and footsteps in the night. Mrs. Hayward was the only one who hadn't experienced the ghostly happenings and determined to prove her family that it was all in their heads. She set up a trap on the stairs one night. She tied threads across the staircase on each step after her kids went to bed and just waited. After hearing nothing for a few hours, she went to bed satisfied that she'd be able to show her family that there were no ghosts in their home. As she drifted off to sleep, she heard movement downstairs. Thinking it was her children getting up in the night, she woke her husband and went to the stairs, only to see that each and every thread except for the one on the very top step was broken. Ooh. There was nobody there, but they suddenly felt hot breath blow by them ew. and heard hurried footsteps descend the staircase. Ew, ew. Ew, I don't know why that's gross to me, but like, hot, just <laughs> it, meaning it's like, like no. it, it wasn't a wind, it was like a like a, no someone's warm breath blowing. Gross. Yeah. If it gets
0: cold in the room, fine. If you get like a chill, hot breath, ginger snap bigelow tea. <laughs> Ew, I don't. I really hate that. Okay. I'll never the breath talk and about.
1: the tea. <laughs> <laughs> Lord. where was i oh the haywards did not stay at port arthur for much longer well i wouldn't either the mom was like okay i believe you let's leave oh god the following passage was printed in 1893 among a long list of other occurrences in that house in um, a newspaper called the clipper titled the haunted parsonage on one particular night mrs price was unable to sleep suddenly she became conscious that somebody had entered her room and glancing toward the door beheld a human figure draped in white Her first thought was to make a move or to speak, but it struck her that the intruder might be a burglar in disguise intent upon robbing her of her jewel case, Hmm. and that to attract attention to herself might possibly mean something serious against her life. She therefore lay motionless, but with half-open eyes followed the movements of the supposed burglar. The mysterious figure, having entered the room, went through the motion of striking a match upon the (gasps) wall, and immediately afterwards... There was the appearance of light as if from a lucifer. It then made its way round the foot of the bed to a cot in which one of the children slept. (gasps) For a moment, it stood looking at the sleeping child, then turning around, glided silently out of the room and was gone. Ah, no, the match? I don't know, like it needed a source of light to check on the kids?
0: Oh, 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 oh. Oh, honey, I'm grossed. Oh, I'm scared. I don't <laughs> this know. is a really
1: scary one. The so more modern day visitors will see the ghostly figure of a man believed to be Eastman, as well as claiming to smell a foul odor right outside the home where it was reported that his coffin had fallen.
0: His hot breath. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they will hear moaning, banging, and footsteps throughout the house. But the creepiest of all is a more recent encounter that I want to share with you. So there were two builders and an apprentice who were... Re- restoring the house, and stayed in it overnight. On one of the nights, the apprentice was found wide awake and flailing as if having trouble breathing. It took both of the other builders to pick him up from the bed as if he were pinned down by something. Once he was finally able to catch his breath and recover, he said that he felt a very heavy weight on his chest, and when he opened his eyes, he saw a man with a beard telling him that he needed to leave the house and never return. (gasps) Oh my god! That is frightening as
0: I would leave. I mean what do you do?
1: Leave. You leave. Like, you say aye captain Cricky go- get the bags. <laughs> 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 Getting out of here. Cricky get the
0: <laughs> Literally No, yeah. Um case closed, thank you. That's thanks for the warning. Could have been a little bit less, but I do i take it.
1: Yeah. No. No, thank you. Oh, I feel like I can't breathe. That scared me. (sighs) I know. I'm having a little trouble breathing, too. (laughs) Moving on, though. The Penitentiary is one of the biggest buildings on the property and is, like the church, mostly bare bones. It was originally a flour mill and granary built in 1845, powered by water... But when the water flow was inadequate, it was yet another harsh form of punishment for the prisoners for them to power it by walking on treadmills. By 1857, it was converted into the penitentiary to house the large number of convicts being shipped to Port Arthur. The building has uh, or was four stories high with the worst criminals being housed at the bottom floor because they were the ones wearing heavy chains. Oh,
0: I was about to say stay on the bottom. I figured it would be opposite, but that makes sense. No,
1: the higher up, the less dangerous and and more obedient you were. Mm hmm. Um, and I, I believe the way it was set up, like the bottom floor had more strict housing and the top floor was more
0: free. open yeah.
1: population. Oh, okay. I think so. I think that's oh. what I read somewhere. Like all of the buildings at Port Arthur, people often see shadows within and hear chains clinking at night. One of the tour guides said that she took one group through the penitentiary at night. And one of the men in the group said that it was really cool that they had actors in period costume behind bars to act the part. Girl. But there are no actors on the ghost tours of Port Arthur.
0: That would send me into a spiral. He just walked
1: up like, hey, that's pretty cool. And she's like, what are you talking about?
0: Ew, uh, that's scary. That's really scary. And nobody else saw it. It was just him. He was just like, like, wow,
1: pretty cool. Good show. (laughs) Yeah, no. Insane. (laughs) I'm getting a little um, scared. (laughs) Sweat?
0: Uh, Sweaty? Yeah, me too. Yeah.
1: I'm nervous. There were plenty of homes for free people and their families. And of course, they're haunted. One of those being the accountant's house. Which is constantly seen to be lit up from the inside by a strange, intense light akin to a camera flash. Hmm. My favorite haunting resides around this home. Um, there is a blue lady who walks uh-huh. the grounds around the home. And, blue and, lady? Yes. Like she is She's blue? She's wearing blue. Oh. Though so She is a mournful but seemingly benevolent spirit who wears a light blue-gray dress.
0: Oh, okay. I thought I was going to say she's a Smurf?
1: (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Her clothing. She's believed to be the wife of an accountant who died in childbirth along with her child, and she's said to be roaming the grounds often crying and searching for her lost child. Oh. She speaks to other, like, children visiting often, too.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's really sad.
1: In 2011, a family visited Port Arthur, and while walking by the homes, a small three-year-old girl exclaimed, Mommy, put me down. I want to play with a nice lady who lives here. She jumped down and ran down away from her mom and uh, ran with her arms upstretched as if though she was reaching for someone to pick her up, someone unseen by everyone around.
0: For some reason, I feel comforted. Yes. Normally, I feel really scared when you talk about this and I see like creepy like, oh, come here, child, looking people. But in my head, for some reason, this one feels like safe. Yes.
1: Do you know what I mean? Is that crazy? No, because I agree. I got the same vibes. That's why it's my favorite because she seems like she's just... That's there to do good and, the- and talk and comfort the children. It's weird that we both have that feeling about
0: it though. Because yeah. normally I'm like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: It is. Then there is the junior medical officer's house. Um, I have a story from 2003. The floors were very recently sanded and varnished. And on the last night of the work, the contractors locked the door to let the final coat dry so that no one would come in. Mm-hmm. When they re entered the home the next morning, they found footprints like a woman's bare left foot. And a child's right foot, very clearly visible in the varnish on the floorboards in front of the fireplace. And absolutely no one had access to the home overnight. Oh. So a little family's walking around in there.
0: That's sad. But, I mean,
1: cool, I guess. Interesting.
0: Yeah, okay, interesting, that's the word.
1: All of this is very interesting to me. Yeah. So I know this whole episode has been a little dark. Yeah. But but this is where we get a little darker.
0: Oh, I was actually going to say that, like... This one, you know, it's very
1: sad, but everything doesn't feel like demonic. It feels just like people. I stuck. saved the negativity for last. Thank you. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I debated on whether or not we should end on the high note, but okay. Whatever. I got to I got to build up to the intensity. Hmm. So next to the junior medical officer's house is the senior medical officer's house. Some of the sightings here include some of the same things mentioned uh, with all the other buildings, but here you can sometimes see the pale face of a young girl pressed up against the window looking out. But underneath the home is a cellar known as the Dissection Room. What? It is a small space, only about 3 by 5 meters, with a stone table in the middle. This is where the doctor would perform autopsies on the dead convict. It is said that more than just autopsies took place mm-hmm. in the room, though. There may have been medical experiments done on the prisoners' bodies without consent.
0: The second you said Dissection Room, I heard...
1: Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> it's law and order? Yes. <laughs> what? There have been sightings of, disembodied, of a disembodied head floating in the room. And many people have a strong feeling of just this heavy darkness come over them when they enter. Uh, there have been people on ghost tours who pass out down here and have a sensation of severe pain. Oh, my chest feels heavy. <laughs> and most of all, most spooky of all. There have been many people who feel a tap on the shoulders Mm-mm. by a ghostly finger.
0: Nope. That's with the, the conjuring, the like clap clap.
1: Like <laughs> yeah. Things like that. The touching is where I draw the line. Yeah. I draw the line there. I'm like, please oh, don't. i
0: just got chills. I'm itchy. Oh my God. That's scary. I don't like that.
1: The so One of the darkest places of all in Port Arthur is the separate prison. I mentioned before that um they had... Psychological punishments here. Oh, no. And when the prison was operational, this was used for probably the worst punishment in, in my mind. This is where prisoners would endure solitary confinement, Mm-mm. but not just any solitary confinement. So, to set up, the building has a middle room with long hallways visible from the center, so a guard could sit in the middle and be able to see down the long hallways at the cells.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: In the building, it was completely silent at all times. The guards even learned sign language to communicate with each other so that they wouldn't have to speak in the separate prison. Oh my god. The prisoners were kept in very small cells with absolutely no sound tolerated between prisoners or guards. The prisoners were allowed out of their cells for only short periods of time and had to wear a mask and or like hood over their faces so they it would keep them from speaking to each other and seeing other prisoners.
0: Literally just like a couple days of that, 'll have like lasting mm-hmm. psychological effects, why I mean, I know we didn't know everything back then, but wh- what did they do? Like, they were trying was, a new
1: thing who was who were the criminals that they put there like were they bad? They bad? were the ones that yes, like well, I wouldn't say bad, bad, but they were the ones that
0: were, were violently
1: disobedient uh,
0: i still I still don't,
1: yeah, it's really awful, yeah. If they were to disobey further and needed additional punishment, so like if they were just being really bad, mm-hmm. there was a cell that was in complete darkness oh. and they would have to wear the mask and, and keep them quiet in there. They would live in there with only bread and water and only allowed to come out after three days for an hour of exercise or to go to church, but they'd still have to wear the mask.
0: I know that there could have been horrible people, but even like no matter what you do, I don't, that makes yeah, me really, it's really sad. Really
1: sad. Prisoners would be sent to the separate prison from anywhere from a couple of hours to a month. <gasps> a month of just complete silence.
0: And you don't come back from that. You, you come out worse.
1: I think so, yeah. Like, I, I, I know so. Like, you can't. Oh, uh, Yeah. I'm distraught. And a lot of them were who were sent to the prison in the first place were not mentally stable anyway. Yeah. So to, to be there, already have issues, and then be sent to solitary confinement like that. Yeah, it wasn't that great.
0: Horrible.
1: It's one of the most negatively haunted buildings in Port Arthur. I'm sure. Lots of negative emotions while living prisoners were there, so yeah. that makes sense. And people have claimed to be touched and scratched while touring Ugh. in the building. There was supposedly a young boy who was sentenced to death that stayed in the separate prison before his execution, and visitors sometimes claim to hear his cries. <laughs> there are ghostly lights spotted in the darkened cells and passage- passageways. In a cell that was occupied by a prisoner named William Carter, who hanged himself rather than sit in complete silence any longer, visitors claimed to feel overwhelmed with anxiety and a dark, depressed feeling. The C-Wing of the separate prison was where the most dangerous criminals were held for punishment. The violent and criminally insane convicts. People report to see the ghost of John Gould, a particularly vile criminal, appear in a small window of his cell. Uh, they see his face as they walk by.
0: That's haunting. That's haunting.
1: Lastly, there was once a visitor on the ghost tour who collapsed in the separate prison and had to be treated at a hospital for from severe shock. Oh my God. When she recovered, she claimed to have seen a figure staggering toward her along the corridor. Once it was just a meter away, it stepped into the light, looking quote half dead with bruises and blood all over him. I'm that sorry? would send me into severe shock I was as about well. to
0: say up uh, uh- <laughs> Speechless <laughs> yeah, cause. I couldn't recover. No, that would be awful. Maybe would be I so don't want to go on a tour. I still do. <laughs> I take it back. I, I don't want to ever see anything like that. I'll just read
1: the stories. Yeah. I don't need to experience it for myself. I don't want to see anything like that, but I do enjoy um, hearing stories from tour guides and stuff like that, like knowledge- knowledgeable people. Yeah. And just getting the vibes of a place. No. Nah. I don't know. I don't need it. We've got a couple of places left. Obviously. The liberal use of solitary environment caused a lot of problems, we have discussed. For that, they had the asylum. It was built in the 1860s, and some say it was ahead of its time with mental health care. They tried to keep it a soothing and calming environment, cutting back on the hard labor for the convent, instead replacing it with lots of stimulating activities like gardening. After the prison closed in 1877, the building was used as a schoolhouse by the the townspeople. In the old asylum, people claimed to hear some the same old footsteps creaking through the halls as well as seeing light fixtures swing with no wind coming through the most popular spirit scene though are of a young girl and an older woman possibly a student and her teacher roaming the halls oh. at night i think it's really interesting that not a lot of prisoners are seen here yeah as opposed to everywhere else because it wasn't so dark it wasn't as bad they here. they were actually like trying to help
0: yeah and so like they're progressing instead of what is it?
1: Regressing? Would that be the word? I guess so, yeah. What I gathered from Port Arthur is that when they first established it as a prison, they were trying to do better, but but <laughs> they didn't. I did like the idea of them giving them trait, like skills, though. Yeah, but nice. not chained and forced labor. <laughs> no. So the last place we'll talk about today is a short boat ride away from Port Arthur. It is called the Isle of the Dead, and it's hmm. in a small island in the bay off of, um, off of Port Arthur. This is where all the colonies dead would end up. Oh. There are over 1,500 people buried here, including the free people who were buried in marked graves on the highest point of the island. Headstones were carved by the stonemasons of the convicts. And until 1850, convicts were buried in the lower part of the ar- island in unmarked graves, mostly after passing from dangerous jobs like the timber felling and stuff yeah. like that. Also diseases like dysentery and pneumonia or even scurvy from poor diets.
0: Oh my, that's so sad. I don't know what it is about like an unmarked grave that makes me feel so just like Like sad. they've forgotten. Yeah. Like they didn't
1: matter. Yeah. Yeah. So you're able to tour this island on your trip through Port Arthur, though I'm not sure if they do nighttime ghost tours like they do with the rest of the grounds. I'm not sure if that is a possibility. Either way, I don't think I'd want to. No. One of the darkest stories I read while doing my research comes from this island, and so oh. I saved it for the last. Oftentimes, if convicts became too hard to manage and continue to reoffend, um, and the separate prison wasn't doing its job. Prisoners would be sent to the Isle of the Dead as grave diggers. They're just kind oh. of away from everybody so they couldn't cause any more harm Mm -hmm. one such convict was named mark jeffrey mark spent his entire adult life in the convict system he was transferred around to several penal colonies in australia and when he ended up at port arthur he was almost immediately sent to the separate prison he was known for extreme and violent outbursts and after he smashed up his cell and then tried to murder the doctor who came to look at his injured leg he was sent to the isle of the dead to spend his sentence as a grave digger while on the island he experienced something so traumatic and terrifying that he begged to be removed from the island and to never return. One night, the soldiers and guards noticed a fire signal coming from the island. When they boated over to see what was happening, they found Mark in extreme distress. He claimed that his satanic majesty appeared in his hut and spoke to him. He was inconsolable and refused to spend another minute on the Isle of the Dead. Some sources claim that he spent the remaining part of his time in Port Arthur at the asylum. But he was later transferred to Hobart Jail when Port Arthur closed in 1877.
0: Oh my God.
1: Isn't that absolutely terrifying? Like it's a big scary man that got scared like that. Yes. That's freaky. That's really scary. He was like, please. He was... Fire signaling, like, please come get me. I don't know why that made me kind of sad. I kind of feel like I'm going to cry. That didn't make me sad. That made me terrified. I don't like- and so scared. You were just really sad this episode.
0: I guess. I don't know. Because, like, the blue lady made me feel, like, happy. And, like, oh, my God. The thought of him being, like, alone and that scared just makes me sad.
1: So people claim to feel that negative and heavy feeling on the island still today. And sightings of ghostly shadows and disembodied voices echo through the trees for visitors who are brave enough to set foot on the island not me no Wouldn't i think me. i would skip the isle of the dead mm-hmm. but yeah.
0: just the name
1: that a dead <laughs> giveaway <laughs> 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 but not intended <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah no no thanks but that is fort arthur jail i feel
1: sad <laughs> yes i don't it, know it's really sad the just tragedy the trauma that was endured here is really awful no wonder it's haunted. Really, I don't know. Like
0: normally, I feel like oh, scared or like whoa or shocked. I just feel kind of sad.
1: I'm scared. Oh, a I'm not bit. scared. Just I'm sad. Something about the devil on the Isle of the Dead just really got to me. Good episode though. I enjoyed it. I'm glad you did. I really enjoyed looking into this. There was so much to read, and I really, really want to go here now. I do too. To see it all in person. Ah, uh, I'm 50/50. I do,
0: but I feel like once I got there, I'd be like, Mm-mm. we could go oh, during wait in the, the car. day yeah
1: leave once night begins to fall i guess plan a trip to australia then one day (laughs) one day (laughs) day. (laughs) let us know what y'all think about the jail would you go here thank you for the suggestion again this is so good keep them coming everybody (laughs) keep them coming but we appreciate you taking the time to listen if you're still here don't forget to rate and review the podcast. If you're listening on podcasts, we'd love to hear what you think about us. If you're watching on YouTube, please <laughs> like, subscribe, leave a comment, share if you feel compelled to do so. Follow us on Instagram at Ghosties Pod. And if you have a creepy supernatural story you want to share with us, you can email us at ghostiespod at gmail.com and maybe we'll hear it on a future Listener Stories episode.
0: Woo woo! Those are so fun. So please, we're about to do one, but like, I would like we to need do more. them all the time I want that to be a regular occurrence If and I know y'all like it like the comments people enjoyed that video so yes
1: come on yes even if we don't share them on um on an episode we still love to hear this that's my favorite thing is hearing people's personal accounts so yeah in them our
0: way every time we get one she texts me like oh, we got another one and so it's just it's thrilling okay it is, it's, a it's thrill. one of the
1: highlights of my day yeah <laughs> okay but we're so excited to be going on this adventure with you guys and we'll see you next Monday goodbye Bye.